to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. What's the truth? See, that's the kicker question here. What is the truth? Actually, later in John's gospel, when Jesus is in front of Pontius Pilate, Pilate asks that question. What is truth? And Jesus doesn't answer the question. I've heard some people say that the truth is the law, right? It's the law that we're supposed to follow. You want to know the truth? You follow the law. I've heard others talk about the truth as some um, moral ideology, between right and wrong, that's the truth. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. In order to understand what he's talking about with truth, we have to go back earlier in that opening line. If you continue in my word, if you remain in my word, then you truly are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you continue in my word, the Greek there is logos, right? L-O-G-O-S, Logos. And how does the book of John begin? In the beginning was the? The Logos, the Word. Exactly. What Jesus is talking about here is continuing in God's design for what it means to be human. Continuing in God's design for uh, humanity. God's design for creation. And when, on day one of the creation, when God said, let there be light, what God envisioned was a creation that was one. One with God, one with each other. That human beings would live in intimate relationship with God, that they would live in intimate relationship with other human beings and live in intimate relationship with the creation. That life would win, love would win. That's the word. And so when Jesus says, continue in my word, he's not talking about morality. He's not talking about law. He's talking about being children of God, being the people that God created us to be. And that's love, that's service, and that's sacrifice and generosity, right? So that's what he's talking about. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. See, what Jesus is is telling us is there's so many things in this world that, that mask our true identity. We, we think that we're defined by our wealth. 
We think we're defined by our success. We think we're defined by our status in society. We think we're, we're defined by our education. Certainly, uh, humanity missed the mark. After God created humanity and said, take care of everything, love one another, live in oneness, we missed the mark. We started turning on each other. We created hierarchical systems of winners and losers, people at the top and people at the bottom. We created societies where you have to be the right gender. You have to be the right race. You have to be the right, have the right sexuality. You have to have, have the right education, the right social standing in order to be included. And we certainly know that when Jesus was here and he's living his life, he was breaking through those barriers all the time. He didn't hang out with the rich and the powerful, the successful, the ones who earned God's love, right? He hung out with the least. The people pushed to the edges. The people pushed to the fringes. The people that were told, you don't belong. God's not for you. In fact, your suffering is a sign that God's angry with you. God is punishing you for something you did or maybe your parents did. Jesus said, no. No, you, you, you don't get it. If you continue in my word, you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. You see, what Jesus is, is begging for us to do is to live out of our true identities as children of God, to let those masks that we wear fall away, to stop trying to pursue things in order to make ourselves into something. Because the reality is when we go after these things to fill ourselves, we stay empty. In fact, we get emptier. You know what I'm talking about? You go after wealth and you're still empty. You go after success, you're still empty. These things don't fill us. And, and, and yet we keep pursuing them as though somehow it's going to switch and those things finally will give us fulfillment. It doesn't work. It's like when the, when the cholera epidemic hit Haiti. I've talked about this before. 2010, this cholera epidemic uh, uh, affects the whole countryside, northwest countryside of Haiti. Lots and lots of people become infected. Many, many die. And the reason was cholera was in the water. Cholera is a bacteria. It's easily treated with antibiotics and clean water. But it was in the water. It was in the rivers. And the people didn't know what was making them sick. What cholera does is it causes diarrhea and it, and it causes people to become severely dehydrated and that's why they die and so the people would get thirsty and what would they do they would drink more contaminated water they would die well we're living in this culture of of wealth and success and power and we're convinced that we need more we're convinced that we don't have enough. We're convinced that, you know, this is the pathway to what a full human life is to be. And we're empty. And our kids are empty. And what do we do? We keep drinking the contaminated water thinking it's somehow going to, to cure us and fill us. We keep going after these things that society is telling us will make us whole. And we stay empty. Jesus says, no. If you know the truth, if you know really who you are, you'll be free. You'll be free. You won't have to pursue anything. When you know you're a child of God, 
You're a son or daughter of God? What do you need wealth to define you for? What do you need success to define you for? What else do you need to define you other than being a son or daughter of the divine? Right? But then the question comes to us, how are you going to use your freedom? How are you going to use your freedom? See, God doesn't manipulate or control us. God doesn't try to coerce us or force us. I grew up believing in, in some sense that God was watching me. And if I did bad things, I'd go to hell. I was scared the first time I took communion. Because my pastor had told me, you got to receive communion, right? Rightly, or else you're receiving it to your condemnation. I was scared to death because I knew the truth about God, right? <laughs> scared. Scared of God. God doesn't control us and manipulate us. God is not the kind of God that says, you better love me or else. Isn't that sick? Would you want to be in a relationship with somebody who says, you better love me or else? You better love me or else. You love me? You better love me. Prove to me you love me. I mean, that's a great relationship, right? We're, that's the kind of God we believe in? No, we don't believe in that kind of God. We believe in a God who loves us unconditionally, who never leaves us, who's always with us, who's, who's helping us to become everything God created us to be. That's the kind of God we have. And with that, God doesn't control and manipulate us. God's not threatening you. God has gifted you with freedom. Freedom as a child of God to, to use your freedom any way you want. You want to go out and live a selfish, narcissistic life, go for it. God will let you. You want to go out and, and abuse yourself or abuse others, go for it. God will let you. God doesn't stop it. But God is begging us to use our freedom in a way that builds life. Builds life for ourselves and builds life for others. And what that looks like is what we say here at Abiding Hope all the time. It's about worship, relationships, service, and generosity. But here's the warning. If you're going to live that way, it's going to require sacrifice. You're going to have to give up other things that you've been pursuing. You're going to have to give up other things that you've been trying to fill yourself with. You're going to have to give up other things that you thought would give you fulfillment in life in order to fully live as a child of God. It also means that you've got to trust that God will provide for you tomorrow. You have to trust that God's going to walk with you and hold you and that with God, all things are possible. You see, if we really trusted God, if we really trusted that we're children of God, if we really trusted that God holds our lives and holds our tomorrows, how radical and bold would we be living our lives today? How generous would we be in living our lives today? Would we be so focused on, on keeping things here just in case, just because? No, that's fear-based. Or would we be looking at what's going on in the world and hear God's call to be the heart, hands, and feet of Jesus through which God's love and blessings flow through us into the lives of others? 
God has blessed every one of us in this room, no question. We are hugely blessed. But God didn't bless us for us. Yeah, we get to experience these blessings. God blessed us so that these blessings would flow through us into the world. You know about the Dead Sea in Palestine, the Dead Sea? The reason it's dead and nothing grows in it is it has no outlets. The water flows into the Dead Sea and stays there. Doesn't go anywhere else. Nothing grows in the Dead Sea. That's what happens to us. I realize it's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. Pastor Doug, you're telling me that the way to be full is to empty myself? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. And we're into our forward and faith appeal right now. And in a few weeks, you're going to have the opportunity to make your commitment, financial commitment for next year. But I told you a couple of weeks ago, please don't see this as about money. This isn't about money. It's about soul. It's about heart. It's about identity. That, that this is a time when we're being challenged to, to think about who are we? Who are we called to be in this world? What does God need from us? And it's then that we make a decision about how we're going to use our resources. Don't go home and look at your budget at home and figure out what you can give for God's work in the world. That's backwards. That's totally backwards. Look at your life as a child of God and ask, what has to change? What has to change in me? What has to change with our family? What has to change in our outlook on life so that we can live fully as children of God, so that we can be free and use our freedom for God's purposes? Jesus held nothing back. Amen? He held nothing back. Did you ever notice the guy who could, who could feed multitudes never used his power to feed himself? Even when he was hungry in the wilderness, he, he didn't use his power to turn those rocks into bread. He, he wasn't worried about himself. Did you ever notice that the guy who could, who could heal the sick and, and restore sight to the blind didn't take away his own pain? He didn't use his powers and abilities for himself. He went to the cross and he cried. He cried out in agony. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He cried out, Father, forgive them. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know the truth and they don't know that they're free. So forgive them. And three days after he died, God raised him from the dead to show us that love and life win. Do you really believe that love and life win? Do you really believe that God holds your tomorrow? Do you really believe that with God all things are possible? Well, that's what this season is about. To be praying about this, to be contemplating this, to be discerning what it means to be a child of God and how God is calling us to use all of our resources, all of our abilities for God's purposes and mission in this world. That's what Forward in Faith is about. Forward in faith, in trust of God. So um, as we go through this season, after each sermon, we have an opportunity for you to engage in some contemplation. Thomas, throw the question up there. This is today's question. Who is it that God needs me to be in the world today? Who is it that God needs me to be in the world today? And so we invite you in a moment, a video is going to play. While the video is playing, we invite you up here to the contemplation station.
and there's some, uh, some exercise for you to do. It's fabulous. I, I did it last night. I'll probably do it again this morning. But it's a chance for us just to stop. Who's God calling you to be in this world? How are you being called to be a blessing in this world? What are your gifts and abilities and resources that God is calling you to use to be a blessing in this world? And remember, we don't do these things to get God to love us. We do these things because God loves us. God loves each of you, and I do too. Amen.